I'm Arlene Bond, and thank you for joining me. I'm in for Kelly. You know, the other day on the show, I was talking to a cybersecurity expert, and it's the same one we're going to talk to now. And I just asked him something that I thought was fascinating right at the end. You know, I said, would you ever have an Alexa? Would you ever have a Google Home? And they said, no. One of the things that I have been making a habit these days is when I interview a cybersecurity expert, I get some tips on what they do in our modern world. And it may surprise you. And we're going to tell you about them. David Shipley is joining me, CEO of Bocheron Security, who is AM640's technology analyst. David Shipley, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, David, where do you keep your car, your car keys? Well, thankfully, I live in New Brunswick, and <laughs> so uh, I have a great deal of distance between my, my home and all of my neighbors. So, you know, we, we do tend to store our car keys, uh, as a typical Canadian does, sort of, uh, you know, around and near the entranceway, that type of stuff. I don't put it in the metal can. Um, and it's mostly because thieves have a long way to drive between homes here in New Brunswick. So they're not really motivated to try and do the kinds of things that uh, they would do, say, in the greater Toronto area, which is easy to drive by and scan for expensive cars. And, is that what it is? Why yeah. are cybersecurities putting their car keys in a metal uh, coffee can so that they can't be hacked? So they can't be hacked. So the, the, these, uh, the transmitters and such on, car, on cars... So they, they they can get a hold of the the codes and they and copy them. It makes it easier to steal the cars. And and the fundamental problem here isn't the consumers doing bad things. Consumers are just doing what they do their whole lives: put keys near where it's convenient. The problem is the car companies haven't made these things secure, and um, and it's made it child's play to steal vehicles. And they have to spend more money and improve the security of Canadians' cars. All right, so has the FOB made stealing cars easier? Is that what we're learning yeah. here? Yeah, that's that's what we're learning. I mean, you know, if we go back to traditionally back in the day with, with older cars, you know, you had a key, but it was easier to hotwire. And then we thought, okay, if we make this digital, it'll make it more secure. And then we made it more convenient so that we could wirelessly just set our keys down inside the car. We didn't have to plug it in anymore um, and turn, turn the knob. Um, and in that process of making things convenient, we made it um, less secure. It's amazing. I think the other day when I was talking to you, I asked you, you know, would you ever have an Alexa? Would you ever have a Google Home? So many cybersecurity experts like yourself live their lives very differently than we do, David. Well, and, and it's interesting, too, right? Like, I mean, um, I, I think a lot of consumers need to be careful about the motivations behind the companies making the products that they buy. Mm-hmm. So when we look at Google and Amazon, mm-hmm. Are there is their primary business my privacy? No, no, their primary business is selling me things I may or may not need. And so privacy is low down on their list. And so they're going to find every opportunity possible. And even Amazon's been very transparent. They have patents filed for features they'll eventually turn on, potentially with the uh, Alexa, that'll listen more often. So it can suggest you products to make your life better. And I just, I grew up in an era towards the end of the Cold War where, you know, the idea of having a microphone tied to a large corporation or a government just seems like a really bad idea. It is. It's frightening. And I tell people about this and they argue with me and say, I have turned into some kind of paranoid person. And I say, no, no, no. This is what the cybersecurity experts say. And David, wasn't there a case? I think it was just last week we realized Alexa had been sending sound from somebody's house via an email after they recorded it. Of course, they said it was a big mistake, but that's really frightening. 
Absolutely. And what happens is like a lot of these technologies are, let's just say, not fully baked by the time they ship to hit a consumer and sort of companies kind of fix it as they go. And then sometimes they have a lot of features consumers never really realize. So in this case, the Alexa has a feature where you can record a, record a voice memo and send it to somebody. It's supposed to be really convenient. But this particular family didn't pay attention to that feature. They used it to turn on their thermostats in all their rooms and their lights on and off, et cetera, very Star Trek-like. Um, and they were having a conversation about hardwood floors. Yeah. And the Alexa misheard things mm-hmm. and then started recording things and then started sending it to their neighborhood, uh, neighbors or friends. And, and the interesting thing is that it wasn't sort of a technical glitch in the purest sense. Mm-hmm. The system did what it was designed to do. It was the users didn't know that it could do that. Exactly. They had no idea. And and most of the people who are enjoying using that and bossing those things around have no idea. Is it safe to say in our modern world, David, that the risk of cyber attacks is growing even on vehicles as we began this conversation? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, the 2014 Jeep Cherokee hack demonstrated once and for all that vehicle cybersecurity was in an abysmal state. And that was the hack where security researchers showed a journalist from Wired magazine mm-hmm. that they could remotely over the Internet through a cellular connection, take control of the steering, the brakes and kill the transmission. And the journalist, I mean, he was a very brave man. He took it for a drive on St. Louis's one of their busiest highways. And they took control of a variety of the car systems and demonstrated that's there. And and the reason that's possible isn't um, just because of technology. It's also because the massive gap and lag in our laws and regulations. There are no laws governing the cybersecurity and and resiliency of vehicles in Canada or the United States. So we're at a point where it is a possibility that it is we'll be driving along. Somebody could hack in and put the brakes on our car, disable us. it's not just a possibility. Like, I mean, the, 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 the capability exists today. It's more of a question of want and someone specifically looking to do that to somebody. Um, and so, you know, these cars are not built inherently secure. And the the best examples of things, you know, on the positive side, mm-hmm. some companies are thinking about this. Like Tesla, for example, mm-hmm. has the ability to push patches and updates to their cars. Well, that's fantastic. But all of the automakers, and that includes GM, Ford, and and others who make conventional cars, should have laws and regulations saying, when someone buys a car from you, you're required to keep it patched and secured for X amount of years. Right now, there's no obligations. What about police forces? I'm trying to think of somewhere this would be beneficial. Certainly, if somebody hijacked an airplane, that would be beneficial, but we don't seem to see any evidence of that. Or... You know, if the police are chasing a car and we see how dangerous it is, isn't that one area it could be used for the public's good? I I think there are absolutely examples, like as you note, where technology and more sophisticated vehicles, safety features could be built um, to do that. But what we have to be careful about is that when we build those capabilities for police, that they truly are secure and protected. And we live in a world where even the NSA and the CIA can't keep their best hacking tools safe. That's what caused the big WannaCry outbreak last year was NSA hacking tools leaked to the wild. So when we build um, uh, disabling features or backdoors into technologies and we empower them with police, we better hope the police are keeping themselves safe. All right. On that happy note, David Shipley, you have a great weekend. You're absolutely welcome. David Shipley, CEO, Bocheron Security.